Okay, welcome back, followers of the Monday Matters podcast. I have a guest with me today that I have known for a long time. I don't even know if I really want to tell you guys how long I've known this guest because it dates me for how long I've been in the world of social work. But my friend Trina is here today, and Trina and I met, uh, what, what was it, Trina? 17 years ago for sure. Oh, it's a little bit I, more than that. Yeah, I know. Kara <laughs> <laughs> just turned 18, so. <laughs> I know. Babies. So yeah. when I came to Fort Capel to work at the schools as a social worker, I did that on my own for the, with the two buildings for only a two-year stint. And then I said, I need someone else to handle the elementary school. And so they hired Trina. And we couldn't be, like, how tall are you? Six one. Six, Trina, my friend Trina is six one and I am five three. So we would go to things together and <laughs> and I was always like, I always feel like I I'm just the tiny short little person and Trina always just was the smartest one in the room and commanded no. the audience so well. So I <laughs> No no <laughs> and I learned I learned a ton about being a social worker from being able to be in partnership with you when I got to do that for a few years. And then we had babies and everything kind of went in all different directions and you moved away. But um, I will always, always cherish the couple of years that I got to be in partnership and working with alongside you. So thank you for joining my podcast today. This has been something I've wanted to do since I started the podcast and welcome. I'm excited. Thank you very much. Hey, how many podcasts have you done? Zero. Zero. (laughs) I love it. I listen to them, but I've done zero. So this is your first podcast. Okay. So we can keep the bar really low. I always tell my audience to make sure that the bar is low. Our expectations are low and then we can always have a good time. So why I chose to hang out with Trina tonight and do an interview is because she does something very cool that, um, I missed the boat on as far as being able to hire her when I needed her because she wasn't doing this back when our babies were little, but Trina works for a company called sleep sense. So the first question I have for you is, could you tell us about sleep sense? What is this company and how did you come about finding it? Yeah. So when Kara, my oldest who just turned 18, um, she, she didn't do very well at sleeping at all, or we didn't do a very good job of teaching her how to sleep. Um, So we were in survival mode. We did a thousand different things to try to get that perfect magic potion and pill or whatever um, secret to get it happening. And it just wouldn't. Um, So in survival mode, she would sleep on somebody, which was mostly me, Um, towards the end before we hired um, a sleep consultant we um, she was sleeping with me in a separate bed and then she was crawling on me all the time because she just had to be on top of me because that was her sleep prop Um, I was heading back to work a little bit earlier at 10 when she was 10 months and so I knew I love my sleep and I knew that that I would not be able to function and do a very good job um, if I wasn't getting a good sleep Um, Because you kind of have to be on your game all the time as a social worker. So I went with the encouragement of my husband. I hired a sleep consultant and she is the founder of Sleep Sense. And so 
we did that and just always have been passionate about sleep. Um, when my son was three months old, we sleep trained him right away. Um, we weren't going down that same rabbit hole. I've had good sleepers um, ever since. Um, and then I can't remember, it would be seven years ago that um, the, the founder of Sleep Sense, she started to train people. She was getting so busy. I think she said she's helped over 50,000 families so far. Oh my goodness, 50,000 yeah. families. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. um, so after a few years, I, I, I was too busy when she first started it, but she'd hire, she'd train sleep consultants to basically, um, run their own company through her and use her training and her materials. And then she would, um, yeah, you could basically kind of go on your own. And then four years ago, she opened up a program for adult sleep. So, and I jumped on that right away um, because I still work with teenagers in this high school and there just was so many adults that weren't getting a good sleep. So, um, so yeah, I can work from right from zero to 99 years is what I say. So awesome. I just want to tell a quick story about when we were on maternity leaves together and every morning I would phone Trina or text Trina to see how her night was because I was not having a very good night with my kid. Uh, she, my, Kenzie was a terrible sleeper too. And every morning I would be sort of anticipating whether or not there was a fan in the room or the fan was off of the room or if there was a sound machine or all the things. Cause Trina was the smartest mom and would always have all the solutions to the sleep and she'd get a good night's sleep every once in a while. And she would be sure it was because of, and I'm like, I don't even have a fan. I don't have a noise machine. We are not doing this right. But <laughs> yeah. I loved, I loved thinking, um, maybe I need to be changing things up, but I was never motivated enough or maybe too sleep deprived or lacking in total observation to know that there were services out there that even existed that could help a new mom who was just like every night trying to figure out how to get a good night's sleep. And probably the biggest thing that I was doing wrong was trying to figure out how to get a good night's sleep differently every night. And if I was to do it again, there would be some consistency to that, but it wouldn't work. So then I'd try something new and it wouldn't work. And I would try something new. Obviously that wasn't working. So uh, (laughs) anyway, I've made it through my kids now sleep sleep not too bad but I certainly would have been hiring a sleep consultant back when I first had Kata and neither of my children were asleep and I would go living day after day after day on two to three hours of sleep I could not have been a social worker back then like when you went back to work I didn't Mm -hmm. and I didn't because I couldn't I just couldn't imagine doing it so it's a huge need out there for families for sure yeah Um, I think she has about 400 of us worldwide and like in terms of the baby stuff and then there's about 40 adult sleep consultants and that's just with her program and then there's other people there's other programs and other sleep consultants um worldwide as well that aren't associated with sleep sense yeah what was the biggest change in your family once you'd hired a sleep consultant It was just getting that night, like, I'm horrible, like, I love my sleep. And so my just functioning was (laughs) a great word, (laughs) just your basic functioning. Um, 
like I can't think I can't talk I it just yeah like I can't string words together um yeah yeah, like all of that and just mental health and mood um that yeah that would have been the you know the the crutch and then as I've learned more um there's tons of long-term effects and all of that as well so yeah I wasn't as good of a mom um yeah when I was tired either and I didn't like that as well yeah and the reason I thought of you as I transitioned from doing so much of the fitness work into nutrition was so much of um weight loss has to be followed after we do the foundations of drink the water and get a good night's sleep. Like it's really hard to lose weight if you are dehydrated and sleep deprived. And so when I start talking to clients about wanting to lose weight, I start with, do you drink enough water and how well do you sleep? Most of them don't sleep well. And it's because I'm doing thriving motherhoods. They're not sleeping well because kids aren't sleeping well. And so I it's this vicious cycle of, you know, the mom isn't feeling super empowered or, or confident or, you know, and, and they're wanting to lose weight and they want to get feeling more energy and losing weight so they can feel more energy and they're not able to because of sleep deprivation. And then I started thinking about, I have this friend who I don't know, really know what she does because I've never needed to hire her. My kids are too old for this now, but I think there's definitely a place in a new parent's world, or I mean, now that you're doing adults too, obviously in anybody's world, that if you are suffering from, you know, the lack of ability to get a good sleep, there's help out there. And I don't think people know that. No, I don't think so. And I, I, well, maybe people know more about babies um, and toddlers, but not so much after that. Right. And they just assume magically it improves and, Sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. And then when you get to be an adult as well, there's extra things going on that affect your sleep. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you were like, let's just talk about kids for just a second. Parents, what is the sort of ideal client, if that makes sense? I, I mean, what kind of people reach out for a sleep consultant? What um like in terms of the babies and stuff like the babies to the yeah like at what point do you need to say it's time to hire someone like I realize that a newborn's going to wake at night and so you maybe don't need to contact the sleep consultant when you have a three-week-old baby but at what point does it get to point the point where this is actually like this is a problem we need to get some help I think everyone has their own tolerance level to where it where it is. It's just like someone who would, you know, at what point would do they reach out to a counselor or what point do they reach out to, you know, go yeah. to a gym and things like that. But um, yeah, like for me, it was just going back to work and just needing to get a handle of that piece of it and knowing that this, it, and right. it wasn't working because she was using me as that prop all the time. Um, some of the clients for babies would just be, you know, they're just exhausted and they've tried everything um, or it's affecting their other family members. Like, so if, they, if this is a second child um, that it's yeah. affecting the other, the older siblings um, yeah. sleep schedules and sleep. Um, yeah. If it just doesn't work for the family anymore that, yeah, yeah. it's, it, and there are all sorts of ages. I, 
typically wouldn't, I mean, there's lots of things you can do from newborn to three months to establish, but I wouldn't necessarily do that sleep training until after the three months. Um, okay. Yeah. So just because sleep is so different uh, from zero to three months, their, their REM sleep is almost 50%, whereas afterwards it's 25% um, of a night's sleep. So their newborns are just really different and have different sleep needs than after okay. three months. Tell me more about that. The, the newborn's REM sleep is at yeah. 50%. No, 50%. 50. So basically they just kind of shift between like – they're that's why they're so loud and twitchy and that's why we swaddle them um because they're yeah so that's why yeah they're just in that REM sleep all the time where they're dream you know there's lots of not dreaming but yeah they're just doing lots of more there's just a very active sleep stage um and that doesn't mature until after three months Okay, that's very interesting, and I didn't know that. Tell me other yeah. neat things about sleep. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I wow, I can tell. I can go on forever. Okay, so um, one of the cool things I think about sleep is that you your brain is just as active at night at certain points of your sleep stage than it is in the daytime um, when they do brain scans. Um, yeah. One of the, like, and depending what stage you're in um, of, of a sleep, the one thing I always, when we were doing the adult training, um, our instructor, she had said, Dana Olbermann, the person who did the founding of the Sleep Sense program and the one who continues to run it, she right. said, um, in evolution, we've all evolved to become better. And through evolution, animals or living creatures have not taken away sleep and so it's just because it's important and your body does such so much restoring repairing uh growing and it's just so important that we just we still need it even though like if you think about animals out in the wild they're very very vulnerable when they're sleeping and but for some reason we because of what and I think it's lots of unknown stuff that we don't know yet about how important sleep is. Right. Yeah, for sure. I know how important sleep is because I know what I'm like without it. So yeah. uh, you don't, you don't have to spend any time convincing me of how important sleep is. That's for sure. Um, what do you think creates the biggest impact for families when they've hired a sleep coach? Obviously there's, they're getting sleep. So they're feeling more, like they're functioning, but what is it about this program? What is it about hiring a coach that gives them the biggest bang for their buck? If that makes any sense. Yeah. What's the greatest feedback you guys get? To, to me, it would be the support, the ongoing support that we provide. And so um, there's tons of second guessing, especially with the babies um, yeah. and the toddlers. Um, is yeah. this right? They're, I mean, I'll, I won't lie. There's crying and there's lots of crying. Um, so there's lots of emotion and then you're sleep deprived. So then the emotion is bigger and is more raw. And yeah. so, um, but there's, you know, we just have different tips on how to manage that and can give lots of reassurance. Um, I, I often tell my clients, you know, I, you can find a sleep plan probably online or grab one from a friend that had maybe hired a sleep coach another time but and they're all going to be fairly generic but a little bit different depending you know like a little bit tweak here and there 
but where we come in is we provide the support. Um, right. Two weeks, like for toddlers, it would be two weeks following a plan and provide that support so that we know when to push, when to get, like, you know how you said you weren't consistent enough with things. We know when to keep going, when to give it a little bit more time, when to tweak it a little bit, when to just give up on that and yeah. move on to something different. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's the biggest part with the sleep coach for adults. Um, we give about a month support, um, but have a lot of space in between, um, toddlers and babies. It's, it's, you know, almost two weeks intensive. Um, but the adults, it's about one month, not so intense. Like it's about once a week contact. Okay. So when you're saying two weeks intense, like if I was to hire a sleep coach, what is the average time it takes for me to feel like, okay, like we're getting some sleep here. I'm starting to function as a human again. What is the turnaround time? If that's the right phrase to use between hiring sleep coach and things starting to resolve a little bit. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, we can't give guarantees cause you can't like, it no. depends on how consistent yeah. you're being. Right. So, um, and I mean, yeah, some people like to try and sneak stuff or not tell, like, yeah. be honest with everybody. <laughs> It'd be similar to like your nutrition clients, right? When they're yeah, doing a food sure. log and they're like, oh, I'm not just going to tell about this little chocolate yeah. bar that I had, or, you know, I had two Halloween chocolate bars, but really, yeah. I but I can tell you that if my clients follow their plan consistently in three months, they will be giving me some really serious positive feedback. They will yeah. see changes. Their family will be seeing changes. The more consistent they are, um, the faster that happens. So it might happen in less than three months. But three months is a really sort of base average that I would say people need to be buying into a nutrition program in order to feel like they are getting something for their money. Yeah. yeah. Um, for babies and toddlers, I would say if you're following the plan and doing everything um, – definitely within four days for the night sleep. And then we start looking at naps and like, you, I mean, they're still going to be, yeah, it's I'm, not okay, super long. Thriving moms. If you are listening to this podcast, are you <laughs> hearing that? Like literally <laughs> life could change in four days. Yeah. If I knew this then, honestly, um, there, I would have two years of my life back. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. 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 I, I'm pretty sure. Cause Kenzie didn't start to sleep through the night till she got to grade one. Mm -hmm. Oh God, I'd have five years of my life back. What am I talking yeah. about? It was hell for five years. So, I've had, saying, yeah, no, sorry. I was just going to say, yeah. I've had some clients like of um, like school age kids that parents are still very much tied um, as a sleep prop to their kids. Right. So yeah. they're sleeping with them still and they're sneaking out <laughs> yeah. after they've fallen asleep and then it wrecks their sleep because they fall asleep with the kid and then yeah. they get up at, you know, midnight or, and then can't fall back asleep either. And yeah. Yeah. So you're saying a newborn or like the younger babies that under six months, four days, and mm -hmm. there can be some improvement with nighttime sleep then start adjusting or working with naps a little bit. What yeah. about the, you know, you get the client that's four years, the, the mom and the little person is four years old. And does that take a little bit longer to be creating some healthy habits there? Yeah. So um, 
toddlers are just more way more married to their props and to routines and so if you change things up so um three months to 18 months we give a two-week program usually and then um but there's always options to buy if if we're it's just taking a little bit longer because some kids every kid's just different um and then toddlers so 18 months and up um till about probably six years old um we would give a three-week program just because they are just that much more skilled yeah. <laughs> yeah. in figuring. I had one guy, oh, I loved him. He would turn the light on and off in his room, the whole, like forever. And so we had, and it was just a game. And then we took that out, you know, we figured out a plan to kind of stop that. And then he Did he take out, his light bulb out? Yeah. And yeah, then okay. <laughs> he'd figure something else out. And then, yeah, he just was coming up with stuff. And he, I, well, I love teenagers and I love toddlers. And I think I just like the challenge of, and they're very similar personalities yeah. and <laughs> gaining independence. And so, um, yeah, I think he, yeah, he was a lot of fun. <laughs> but it did take a little bit longer with him just because he was coming up with just different ideas and just really yeah. testing mom and dad to make sure that they were, going to follow through with everything yeah yeah for sure I love the I love the comparison between the toddler and the teenager it's so very true and especially with sleep like the teenager will fight you on sleep as well oh yeah Yeah. and yeah and I mean I think um make a special shout out to teenagers too is their circadian rhythm is shifted as well right so um by two to three hours so if you wake like as an adult if you wake up at seven o'clock um that would be the equivalent to a teenager waking up at seven or eight o'clock in the, or sorry, seven o'clock. So that would be equivalent of a teenager waking up at nine or 10 o'clock um, in the morning. And right. but they also have a harder time falling asleep at night just because their sleep wake cycle has shifted. And I, yeah, we don't know why, um, <clears throat> but that's just, and they still need eight to 10 hours. Yeah. And I know a lot of the kids at our school are probably getting six is an yeah. average which just makes me sick to think about yeah. that because that's not nearly enough for them yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like I work, I don't work with teenagers as much as just I have teenagers right now, but I work with adults who are not getting enough sleep and the, the underlying health issues that are being exaggerated or even occurring because of the sleep deprivation, like the, I don't know, I don't know what it would cost to hire a sleep coach. We can probably look that up if we were to go to the sleep sense website and figure that out. But mm-hmm. I do know that it would be worth every penny if you were actually sleep deprived because your health would be, you know, your health can deteriorate so quickly, yours and your kids and then mental health and relationships. And the, you know, I can yeah. only imagine that everything would improve. And when you, are functioning then you can do that next level stuff too where oh I'm functioning maybe I can even exercise and now my heart is a better condition now my cholesterol is lowered I might even be able to get off my diabetes medication like just Mm -hmm. so many things can improve when you start functioning if you're sleep deprived and not functioning so there's just yeah for sure so like so when I talked about, you know, what the body does and the brain does while it's sleeping is that restore repair. Yes. Um, and so that is part of it, right? It's like your, 
like liver function, like or any yeah. kind of organ functioning or any kind of body body functioning, um, it it does that. So like they link, they've linked cancer, they've linked yeah. heart disease. Um, heart disease is probably the biggest one. I think they link yeah. to lactose sleep over a long period of time. Um, they have linked diabetes yeah. like to the it. Like sleep apnea, when people suffer from sleep apnea for years, mm-hmm. the heart disease can be a result of. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, is that something that you guys can um, sort of assess and then refer out is sleep apnea? So, uh, yeah, this is actually something, maybe a tip for all your, like the thriving mothers. If your child, um, baby or toddler is snoring, get them checked out by a doctor because kids should not be snoring unless they're sick. That's a little bit different, but um, get that checked out medically um, because kids shouldn't be doing that. So that's something that we, yeah, we usually try and screen for and then get. So, um, yeah, we, we can, like, we will refer out to, um, like doctors for a variety of different reasons, all the way up to adulthood. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause there's like hormones could be playing a factor. Um, you could need like look at counseling, especially, you know, not so much for babies and toddlers, but for the older, like I'd say even for and up because of the stress and anxiety. So we look at those things. Um, yeah. And just getting back to your other comment too, about just how like, you know, relationships and health and how sleep can impact all of that. Um, I know some of my clients have had a lot of luck with their health provider, um, covering the cost of this because they see it definitely as a preventative measure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So they've been able to claim the cost, which is really nice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I thought of something I was going to ask you and, oh, I know. I wanted you to tell me what you know about like nightmares and night tremors and mm-hmm. things like, like I see them as somewhat developmentally developmental milestones or when kids are going through stressful events or going to when they're about to walk or they're about to you know speech is not quite taking off but it's about there's sometimes stress that is coming out in their sleep but what about the kids that have those real night terrors and things like that so there's actually a couple parts to that so any like sleep regression any developmental um, milestone, you can experience a sleep regression. So just expect that. And so, you know, when they're walking, um, rolling over, sitting up, crawling, even talking and making full sentences, you can kind of create a sleep regression. That's totally, um, within the norm. And we usually let parents know about that to expect that and how to manage through that. Um, once we're done and once we're done working with them, the sleep or the night terrors and nightmares. So, um, those are actually linked a lot to self um, sleep deprivation. So if you, mm. um, that would be one of the first things we look at. So especially for those little guys, um, like the two, three-year-olds, um, night terrors are typically, they're not really as, they're more scary for parents than they yeah. are for the kids. And yeah. they happen in the earlier part of the night. And yeah. nightmares usually happen at the later part of the night. And, and so nightmares can be like older kids, definitely. It could be, um, more stress related. Um, yeah. Cause you're, again, your brain's busy and it's carbon, carbon, 
like organizing and reshuffling all what had happened in your life and your day and yeah and all your thought processes and stuff so and then it all gets mixed up in that and so and and your REM sleep it can create nightmares um just how you're interpreting it or whatever but um yeah so we can look at some stuff I mean again you might want to look at counseling for the nightmare piece or stress reduction and anxiety pieces to that um but again it's a lot of it's linked to sleep deprivation right so when you get the sleep handled and under control and people are getting and kids are getting more sleep and everybody's getting more sleep those night tremors may just they're, they're a symptom of sleep deprivation, not a cause of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And sleepwalking would be another one too. Um, right. Yeah. That would be one. I know um, my son, if he, you know, if we were on vacation or whatever, he would talk more in his sleep and the clearer he spoke, the more sleep deprived he was, which happens ah. on vacation. So it was always a great good story, but then we're waking up <laughs> like what the hell is going on. Right. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And no one's just telling a good story in the middle of the night in his yep. sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually pretty funny and yeah, we have a good <laughs> laugh about it afterwards, but yeah. Um, I have one more question for you. Do you have a sleep strategy that the listeners today could use as one take home? Like what would be one thing that you would be recommending? We, I, I'm very aware that there's no cookie cutter solution to ev- and everybody is a unique and different, but mm-hmm. if there's one thing that they could have as a take home from our visit today, what would it be? Oh, just Jenny, maybe I'll give you three. Okay. <laughs> I don't know sure. if I can just give one. So sure. I think across the board for all age groups, um, that bedtime routine is so important. Um, cause what it does and having that the bedtime routine and then being consistent. So that's two, but the bedtime routine, it just cues that body that this is what's expected. And so it really helps reinforce that circadian rhythm. And so when melatonin is getting produced in the body at night, it just really helps to reinforce all of that. So that is super important. Um, The consistency with the bedtime routine would be um, super important. But I mean, obviously, like I just said, when I was on vacation, we, you know, life happens. And so you do, um, lose a little bit of sleep here and there and that's okay. Just get back onto it as soon as you can, as soon as you can. Um, the third one, I think people maybe don't know, but is super important is having a cool sleep environment. And what I mean by cool is like, and it feels really cold to say this, but 16 to 19 degrees Celsius is optimum sleep environment because your body does drop its temperature. Um, but but too hot won't let you drop the temperatures as much so being warm under your covers but then having a cool environment on the outside is yeah is a good trick well I'm at the age where I think that's a fantastic idea and I'm not (laughs) sure Corey's is agreeing (laughs) with how cool I want the environment to be but now that I have you know the official word that that's what we're going to be doing I I'm all in. I need yeah. it cooler than, than it is for sure right now. Well, and that's where yeah. your fans can come in place, right? Cause you can, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then yeah. they give you the white noise as well. So yeah. Yep. Although I hate noise. I hate noise when so, I fall asleep. We, I have yeah. always, one of the things I've told my daughters is when you are interviewing for a husband, find out how it is they like to fall asleep. 
because yeah. I didn't do I didn't do a very good job of the interview when I was finding a husband. And so my husband likes to have a little bit of light on, likes to have the TV going and cannot oh. fall asleep without the TV going. And yes. I hate it. So we've had 20 years of me, and I'm using my air quote fingers, compromising how we fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. So I now uh, try to get to sleep before he does so that I can, and I put on my little sleep mask. So that when he turns the TV on, when he finally comes to bed, I'm not being woke up by the light of the TV coming on. But I have to listen to it and drown it out and tune it out. And he does put the sleep timer on the TV, so it's not there all night long. Yeah. But when I get to have a night to myself, when they're when he goes away or I go away to a different place, it is absolutely silent and dark. That's how I want to fall asleep and cold. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well. There's so many times where we've had to tell Corey I was right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Corey. He's <laughs> like, oh, Trina's ganging off on me again. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll know exactly. I mean, I don't think he's ever listened to my podcast, so he probably <laughs> won't ever hear how right I always am, but it is good to be reassured once in a while. I just right. bring guests. I just only invite guests <laughs> to come on my podcast that will tell me that. So <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, it works out really well. All right. Is there anything else you think I have missed that new moms or thriving moms of kids of any age would be, you know, really interested in knowing about getting a sleep consultant in their lives? I, I just, yeah, I think it's so well worth it. And I, I definitely had a lot of hesitation when I hired um, a sleep consultant. I think I didn't share that for the longest time um, or only to a select few people. Um, but yeah, it, it changed my life. It changed my kids' lives. Um, I wouldn't. Now you left me hanging, like not to, not to like point it out, but you did leave me hanging for five years with that Kenzie. <laughs> did I? It was that long. I could, I could, I could have used a sleep consultant had I known you'd hired one. We could have like <laughs> brought her out to Fort Capel on a couple of occasions. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> No, I just don't, I wouldn't hesitate. Right. Like, cause I, yeah. I don't, I think most families just say like, we wish we would have done this earlier. Right. Like you just, yeah. you don't need to suffer through sleepless nights all the time. Yeah. And so, yeah. And <coughs> me. it can get better for sure. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for giving me your time tonight on a busy Wednesday with your kids and major hockey playoffs. So I really, <laughs> really appreciate you. Uh, being able to make time for us tonight. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. If my listeners have enjoyed this, or if you know somebody who could really be using a sleep consultant, like this podcast and give it a share on social media. Um, Trina has said that right now in life, she's not sure she's taking on any new sleep consultant clients or sleep sense clients. But the website is at the bottom of the podcast. So scroll down and you can find it. And from the website, you can find consultants there, correct? Yes, you can. Yeah. And, yeah. and consultants in your area. So like, like I said, it's worldwide. Um, so I don't know how far reaching you go, Holly. But, right. um, yeah. but definitely in Canada, there's, there's a lot. So right. um, yeah, just go and My explore. podcast is for family, friends, and the odd stranger. I didn't say that in the intro this time, but... Um, yeah, if you are listening today and think you may need a sleep consultant, at the bottom of the podcast, I'm going to link the website so that you can go right there directly and find a program that 
changed Trina's life and that has now um, been employing her when she's not busy doing her social work at the high school. So thank you once again, Trina, for being on the podcast. And let's not wait six or seven years <laughs> Yeah, for the next visit. How about that? For sure. I got some other ideas for you. (laughs) Okay, sounds good. We'll be in touch. Okay. Take care. Yeah, take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.